You're listening to AIB Market Talk with our latest financial market update. Hello and welcome to our weekly AIB Market Talk and Brexit update on Tuesday the 19th of November. I'm John Heffernan from our AIB's Customer Treasury Service Unit and this week I'm joined by AIB Senior Economist John Fahey who will provide us with a Brexit update, a discussion around the global economic situation and we'll have a look to the week ahead. John, current polls suggest the Tories may get a strong majority in Parliament. Can you give us a brief update on where things stands and the current negotiations? I can indeed. So when we look at the uh, poll of polls, what they're showing at the moment is the uh, Conservative Party are going to consolidate in their uh, level around 40-41%. So that's important because uh, if you think what happened in the last election campaign, as the weeks progressed, the lead for the Conservative Party started to narrow in the polls. Uh, So that's what we're keeping an eye out for at the moment in terms as we head up to the December 12th election date. But last couple of sets of polls have really consolidated the Conservative number around that 40-41%. And why that's important is that 37% in a previous election got the Conservative Party uh, an overall majority. So anywhere in that region, again, uh, we'll get them a majority. And that's, from a market perspective, we'll view that, that they'll be able to get the withdrawal agreement passed uh, within Parliament. So the market, at least in the short term, would view that development positively. And we saw that in terms of... Uh, Sterling last week when the Brexit party came out and said that they weren't going to contest uh, the Conservative Party uh, current seats uh, we saw a little bit of a boost to Sterling so in level terms it was reflecting the fact that Euro Sterling went below 86p went to about 85.5p uh, and Sterling against the dollar went up to around the 129 level so net net on the week Sterling was was, was slightly positive or slightly up on the week amid the uh, uh, developments and headlines in relation to the election and where do you think Sterling might go then as December 12 looms, if allowing for the fact that the Brexit Party has now stepped out of a bunch of constituencies and that's obviously been seen in the polling numbers? Do you suspect that as December 12 looms, the market might get a bit jumpy about what might happen with Euro Sterling? It will all depend on what what's the poll of polls is telling us. Is is the Conservative Party holding that lead? So the last couple of weeks, that's been the case. There's anything it's kind of added a percentage point here or there. Uh, to it. So I think in the lead up to the election, unless there's any major developments, we're kind of in really in a holding pattern uh, for Sterling at the moment. So we saw some modest moves last week. The 86p level dropped below that, uh, but really the moves in the week were pretty modest. And the given before the experience we've had with the polls and the actual election results uh, are not always reliable. So the, uh, probably what we're seeing is main Sterling will predominantly trade sideways awaiting the election outcome but once the election outcome comes if the Conservative Party win that majority then you could see sterling move down or in terms of euro sterling sterling gain so euro sterling move down towards that 84-85p mark and the effects of Brexit on the UK economy I think was seen last week when you saw them just narrowly avoid a technical recession how do you see things going for the British economy in the next while on the back of that and do you get a sense that you know as Brexit goes on the investment piece is going to stay away so uh, when we look at the GDP numbers last week, what we saw was, as you say, it avoided a technical recession. So this is something that economists get excited about. Uh, maybe not yourself, John. But uh, so it, it grew in the quarter by 0.3%. Uh, but the year in year rate was its weakest since 2010. So quarterly numbers can jump around a fair bit. The underlying picture for the UK economy, when you look at the data over the last couple of quarters, is an economy on a softening, slowing trend. Uh, and that's very much reflected too in terms of, if you look at business investment, and business investment is one of those things that has been impacted by Brexit uncertainty. So Brexit hasn't happened yet, uh, but there's a lot of uncertainty out there. And for much of the last two years, business investment in the UK has been actually contracting. Uh, so until businesses get more clarity 
on what the future looks like, uh, then that could still remain the case. So if the Conservative Party come back with an overall majority, the withdrawal agreement gets passed, you kick off the transition phase. That can last for anything between one year uh, up to uh, an addition of two years. So that will give businesses some clarity for a one to three year basis. But the key thing for a lot of those businesses is what the long term relationship will look like. In other words, the future trading relationship and what level of access they will have to the EU. So at the same time, they may still be pretty cautious about doing major investment projects uh, just because of the five to ten year timeline, the level of uncertainty that still exists for the trading relationship with the EU. Thanks, John, for the Brexit update. And just moving on, I'm widening out the same theme, I suppose. The German economy also to skip past a technical recession this week. What do you think the broader out, um, outlook is for the global economy, taking, starting with Germany, dismissing out in recession and the slowdown there, and obviously how that's been fed into by the trade wars in the States and the slowdown in the global economic situation? Yeah, so the data on the German economy just about avoided 0.1% growth, uh, and the year-in-year growth rate's very weak, it's 0.5%. So all the data last week really tells you from a global economy perspective is that the global economy has lost momentum in the last year, so... German numbers provided further evidence of that. We also got the second reading of Eurozone GDP last week, uh, which was at 0.2% quarter on quarter, and the yearly rate just above 1%. So a lot of the data last week confirmed what uh, the pattern has been this year, that the global economy has slowed. So what's the backdrop to that? Well, it's weak manufacturing and global trade. So part of that is linked uh, to trade tensions between the US and China. And also just that because of the policy uncertainty out there. So obviously from our perspective here in Ireland and the UK, it's very much Brexit uncertainty. uh, But elsewhere in the global economy, it's trade policy uncertainty. So that's impacting levels of business investment globally and also levels of of consumer spending. And what you're seeing is is that consumers and businesses are holding off on long-term big ticket items. So from a consumer perspective, you're seeing weaker demand and weaker purchases. Uh, in the car sector, for example, what it tells you is is that global growth is is on a slowing trajectory. So the OECD and the IMF in the last couple of months, uh, last couple of weeks, should I say, uh, have updated their global growth forecasts, and they've continually this year revised down their growth forecasts. So both of them are expecting growth of only around three percent this year, uh, which is down from three and a half percent. Uh, in 2018. So it's not how the global economy is going into a major downturn or anything like that, uh, but it's very much a slower growth outlook. Uh, and that's similar too in terms of if we look at the US, the world's largest economy. Uh, back at towards the end of October, beginning of November, uh, the growth figures out of that show, showed uh, 2% year-on-year growth, which was the slowest year-on-year growth in a number of years. So all the major economies are, are slowing down, uh, and that's reflected then in terms of the more subdued outlook for the global economy. And then quickly, we'll just have a look to the week ahead. It's a tin week in terms of numbers. Flash PMIs on Friday for the States and Eurozone will be the biggest kind of draw for the analysts, I suppose. But slightly on a more interesting point to the market might be the notes, particularly from the Fed. What might the market might be looking for in the Fed notes this week to give them a bit of colour about the decision from last month? Yeah, so the minutes from the Fed are obviously from their uh, last meeting where they cut interest rates again. Uh, and in that meeting, Fed Chair Powell uh, basically gave a clear signal that the Fed is now in pause mode and they're waiting to see the effect of the three rate cuts they've introduced in their last three consecutive meetings and the impact that's going to have. So what the market may look for in those minutes is uh, the level of discussion that happened within the Fed as to what deterioration they would need to see in the economy uh, for them to cut rates again. Because they've basically said, we've done three, we're going to hold on for a couple of meetings now to see how things progress. The market thinks there's going to be one more cut from the Fed next year. Uh, so from this perspective, what the market will look to the minutes to see is just what level of deterioration would have to happen in the US economy uh, for them to go and cut rates again. 
But so one final question, John. I can't let you away without asking, where do you think, what's going to happen with the dollar in the next week or two? Uh, so at the moment, a lot of the currency pairs in terms of dollar, euro and sterling are basically in a holding pattern. Uh, you know, if you think between now and the end of the year, the major thing for sterling is the election. Significance for the dollar is probably the Fed meeting in December because we get their updated interest rate projections then and that will tell us what the Fed thinks interest rates are going in, in the US economy next year. Uh, and from a euro perspective, uh, really the ECB has done their policies and they're on hold now for a couple of meetings. Uh, so as we get in towards the end of the year, I think it's going to be very much a case of uh, narrow range trading amongst the main currency pairs. But obviously sterling has that very specific event risk around the election on the 12th of December. John, thank you very much for your insights and thank you to our customers, colleagues and listeners for joining us on this week's podcast. To stay up to date on our latest podcasts, please make sure you subscribe to AB's Market Talk on the podcast apps for iOS or Android and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Bank's PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. First Trust Bank is a trademark of AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.